New Thought Media Network. We are a global broadcast network of positive music, media, and entertainment. Inspiring humanity's evolution along the journey of enlightenment and creating a world of love, peace, empowerment, and prosperity for all. New Thought Media Network. Positively inspiring. Welcome to Ministers Talking Sh a weekly program where Rev Briz and Rev Z and their guests chat about current affairs, world events, spiritual principles, and any old sh they want to talk about. Based on the new thought philosophy and ancient wisdoms, Ministers Talking Sh shares a visionary perspective of the evolving spiral called spiritual living. Join us each week as we explore the emerging paradigm of life on planet Earth and beyond. And good morning, dear ones. Rev Briz with you over here. Rev Z right here. And we're a couple of ministers talking shit here on a Friday morning, like we do every Friday on the New Thought Media Network, 7 a.m. Mountain Time. And uh, and so welcome. Glad you're with us and grateful to be here. Good morning, Z. How you doing, brother? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, getting into this spring thing, you know, and... Uh... Just feeling chipper, as they say, when the springtime comes around. <laughs> <laughs> springtime and a man's turns, a uh, fancy turn. Yes, uh, I know how it is. So yeah. I and uh, I will say I'm starting to actually feel a little bit like myself again. Uh, I got my first vaccine shot on Monday afternoon, and and uh, I've been catching up on my sleeping. It hasn't <laughs> been fair. It hasn't been very restful, but I've been catching up on a lot of sleeping, it seems. Uh, so it's good to be back. Good to be with you here this morning. Okay, um, we've got to and we've got to start with some sad news, folks. Uh, word out of England this morning is that P Prince Philip has died at the age of ninety-nine, uh, not quite making it to a hundred there, and um, the Queen's husband. And it's uh, I'm sure a very very sad day. Uh, for the monarchy and the royals. And um, it's interesting, Z, as we were going through our notes, I, I wrote down, uh, how do we always end up talking about the royals? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, and not just you and me, but like the world. It's interesting. I, I guess, uh, you know, I know for me, when I look back, I, I can remember where I was actually when Prince Diana was killed, right? Mm. Uh, and although the royal and and their coverage was always big, after that, in my mind, it went really big, just because of the whole manner that it happened and and how her and her her and Prince Charles had had divorced and so forth. And so, from that, I think the the at least. Over here, I mean, I mean, it's all probably always been that way over in the UK uh, and in London. But mm -hmm. the the intensity of examining their lives and 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 their I, I, their rulership or leadership, because 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 I don't think I mean, although they're they're the rulers of the they're not the governing body. The parliament does that. So right. you know, so and I guess at that point, a lot of people start asking the questions, and I did, and I still don't even know an answer. 
how does what is that role? Is it just a figurehead? Uh, 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 is it is the monarchy's position to be the uh, front-facing entity of uh, of the country? Or I, I'm not sure. I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. But it's 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 going to be uh, given my, Marcos them and Harry's interview a couple of weeks ago, and this happening and all of that. It'll be interesting to see. Yeah. After the funeral, and everything. What happens here? Yeah, my uh, my father's mother emigrated from England, born and raised in London, and so the the British culture was part of our house by household growing up, right? And we weren't like I didn't hang on everything the royals did, and we didn't hang on all. But you were always aware that it that they were that they were there, um, and and it is interesting to because I don't watch all the popular television shows about them. Like I'm not following it. It's not chasing down every last little nuance and who was on whose airplane or who was on whose island or any of those things. Right? You hear all mm-hmm. this stuff. You hear all this stuff. But it's got to be tough to be, I mean, just to be a part of that. Now, there is another part as the world evolves and as we change uh, this old form of <laughs> what can only be really described described as at the, at the least white exceptionalism. Uh, and they've done very well at making sure their bloodline has stayed purer. Now, mm-hmm. I, I, I guess it's never been viewed as a malicious thing, uh, but it is there. It is real. And uh, again, the the interview with Harry and uh, and Oprah and the Oprah interview really let a lot of those things out of the bag of what happens in in behind the scenes. So yeah. it, perhaps it is time to let that go from the world. Have we evolved beyond the constitutional? monarchy there we go folks there's a big question if you're watching out there feel free to chime in and let us know uh or send us an email uh, over at minister talk uh at ntmedia.org there's the banner for that you can drop us an email over there um has the constitutional monarchy run its course is is it even necessary in a world that works for everyone well, and you know the interesting thing of that, right? Because I'm sure at at some level, right, a lot of people would say, "Man, it would be cool to be a part of a monarchy, right? Where, mm-hmm. where you know, uh, your material uh, sustenance, if you will, was not in jeopardy or not worried about. You 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 had access to all of these things and and places and and so forth." And then you look at Harry, who walked away from it all as a young man, even right, right, yeah. Uh, who 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 was not even in line to be the king because of his brother, right? So he would have been a prince forever, or he will be a prince forever, given given the circumstances. And for him, there was this idea, this uh, more than an idea, this experience that that caused him to walk away from it all now if we just sit and think about that for a minute that's a heavy 
heavy statement to make to say, I live in an aristocratic kept man kind of a world and I'm walking away from that and going and fend for myself because there's something in this model that is not serving a modern time. Yes. I, I would have to say, yes, that, that does appear to be there, right? And it, it, it floats in my head. What, what, what young girl wasn't brought up to want to be a princess? Yes. Right? And what... And there's a part of me that, right, from Megan's perspective as a woman of color, how powerful it could be to be a princess mm, and to mm -hmm. show. So, so she's giving that up too, right? Like she, there's a conscious, conscious yeah. choice in Megan's part to say, hey, I could be the model princess for generations of young girls of color, but there's something bigger going on that she's feeling now that's not right. Not, we can't keep perpetuating that exceptionalism, I guess, in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, 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 you know, one of the interesting things about it, you know, for the last year, year and a half, <laughs> these, these same themes, there, there have been several themes that have been reoccurring globally uh we have to begin to pay attention and we are but we have to give it we, we have to we can't just placate it and that right. is race and color governance and and the ability to create as we say this environment that works for everyone because hmm. i was watching there's a new show on called soul of the nation yeah. It's on ABC. I watched the first episode. I think it's already up to six episodes or something like that. But I watched the first episode last night uh, based on a conversation I had with my wife that she had with her sister. And and one of the questions that they asked was the guest, and I, I heard they ask it all the time, and that is, when was the first time you knew you were black? Or something to that effect. Right. And just to have that question i understand the question but to be able to have that kind of a conversation seems so so crazy to me uh and mm. and looking at it from the lenses of a world that works for everyone because it should not matter no no one no one and and looks at nature and looks at the different variations of citrus and say, you know, to the grapefruit says to the orange, you, when was the first time you realized you was an orange or a kumquat or tangerine or, you know, satsuma right. or, uh, and I know all these because I'm from Florida. Uh, <laughs> and so, you know, you, you begin to say there seems to be something off about that. Right. When and did you realize what happened in this thing? We don't look at our pets and say, when did you realize you were a doggy? Yes. Right. Yeah. It's like, when did you realize you were human? When did you realize you were conscious? When did you realize? So I'm with you. Yeah, I'm not big on that question either. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and I bring that up in terms of, of looking at, at what we started with, the whole idea of the monarchy, uh, which, 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 you know, means a sovereign ruler, right? right. However, right. they have the parliament who are making the, who are making the legislative piece of it. Right. I don't, when we look back at it, what does it mean? And, and, and for that matter, that same question is being asked about democracy. What does it mean anymore when we can have 
filibuster. Uh, and, and we just don't vote for the betterment of the people. We vote upon party lines, whether it makes sense or not. Yeah. So let's go there. Um, you brought that, you bring, you bring that word into the, into filibuster. I, first off, I always, as a kid, it was like, man, this is just a silly word. Uh, not even what the meaning of it is. Just that like, okay, what is this? Um, but it's become the political football. Yes. <laughs> right. It's like, oh no, this is your deal. Oh no, this is your, oh no, wait, this is good. Oh wait, no, this isn't so good. Oh, well, maybe we could use it for good and maybe we can't. Um, help me understand it better, would you? Well, you know, it's, it's, it's basically a stalling technique, right? I remember, uh, I forget when it was recent, within the last year, they had one one of the senators or congresspersons, um, they did a filibuster for like a whole 24 hours. It was, you know, it was like it was a contest or something. And, and, and they got up in the chambers and they just. And I understand the, and I understand the mechanics. I guess what I'm saying is what's the benefit moving forward? to having such a technique uh, that, as you were starting to say, seems to do absolutely nothing towards governance. Right. It, it, it. I agree. I think it's a wedge. I mean, to me, it, it, it's more of a wedge. I, I, don't, I, I don't have to look that up. What does? What is the intent of the filibuster other than to stall uh for some time limit to pass so that we don't have to do something, right? But mm. in terms of what it actually does in my mind is if I'm saying I'm here for a constituency to, to make sure that they have the best of whatever it is that we are looking to govern around. Right. And someone is filibusting to, 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 to keep that from happening, then I'm going to be mad, right? which is going to push the party lines more and says, okay, the next time you have something that you feel strong about, and even if it makes sense, I don't even care. I'm going to filibust it, right? Yeah. And so it's, to me, it works as an antagonistic kind of uh, approach to things, and it, 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 it has this air in my mind of superiority, of I'm better. Again, we're getting back to this supremacy thing, this separation thing, as opposed to looking at life in wholeness. Right. So that's going to be an interesting one. Uh, I think it po it definitely points to the shift and the change that's happening within the U.S. government. Mm-hmm. And for whatever, whatever anybody's opinion is of the last four years, um, there, and it, it even before that, we've started to see a stream, an avenue of obstructionism. Um, yes. And and we do know that I don't want to say how far this probably goes back. This probably goes back all the way to the very beginning, mm -hmm. uh, right? Maybe everybody, maybe we were still unified behind Washington. I don't know. But as soon as Jefferson gets in board on, there's division, right? There's, but it seems like the obstructionism has gotten so far 
that we have gotten to the point of, oh, well, the hell with what's right. I'm just going to do what I need to do to keep my job. And that means I got to rile up the base by making you the villain. Right. Right. Because I went and I wanted, I wanted to get a good definition. Filibuster. An action such as a prolonged speech that obstructs progress in a legislative assembly while not technically controverting the required procedures. Right. So let's pass a law to make it illegal to give anybody that's filibustering water or food. How about that? Right. Um, <laughs> right. Right. And, 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 you know, so you, you, again, it brings up to me this whole idea of governance, whether we're looking at it from a monarchy or from a democratic perspective or from a socialist perspective um, or, or, or autocrat. I mean, you pick one. There has to be some way of governing that works for everyone. And, and these, these ones we just mentioned, and, and specifically right now, democracy, uh, 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 socialist or communist or, or monarchy, they are not working for everyone. They're still working from this idea of I'm better than you, I know better than you. Uh, you know, it would be different if someone said, well, yeah, on this issue, I think it would be. It'll be interesting anyway. I'm, 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 I'm socialist on this issue, but I'm democratic on this issue, and 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 so forth. And in some places, I'm fairly conservative. Exactly. And, and the older I get, a little more conservative I get in some areas of life. Not all of them, but some of them, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so it becomes. Uh... So are we? Are we like? in the midst of forecasting the the death or witnessing the death of the monarchy are we envisioning the death of democracy does is democracy as we know it compatible with a world that works for everyone that's a ooh, that's a yeah nobody we're not who wants to go there folks who, who we'll take a special guest on that question uh, if you're if you're knowledgeable and you want to join us for that question, let us know. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, yeah. because you know, when you, when you, when you think about, I'm sitting there thinking about the monarchy. The monarchy dates back to the first century BC as a form of government, right? Oh, wow. Right. Okay. Yeah. And so and that, so we've come a long way since one BC. Uh, <laughs> and. <laughs> And, and yet that model is still hanging around. I guess so, yeah. And not just in England. No, of course right? not. Not just in England, in a lot of in a lot of countries, in a lot of places that we don't hear about, that we don't talk about. There was another news story in the past week. Um, uh, was it Bahrain? Maybe um, the. The prince was accused of acts against the monarchy, and his king father had him locked up in his hotel room. Oh, um, wow. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure there weren't any bars around, uh, but he was uh, detained for actions against, you know, to try to unstabilize his his father's reign or something like. I didn't see the whole. So we know the this system still exists. 
from an evolutionary perspective, it's interesting because it does appear that we're witnessing the fall or the, not the fall. It isn't even really a fall, right? Mm -hmm. It's, it's just the slow decline of, you know, sorry, Charles, but you're never going to be the queen. Your mother is, um, mm -hmm. you're never going to be a king. You're, you're going to be king, but you're not going to be a King James. Right. Um, right. you know, and, and obviously his kids know that it's going to be forever, but they're in this system and, and it's an interesting place to witness because the laws of the universe would say that democracy will travel that road as well. Maybe not as quickly and as on the same timeline, but right. eventually, someone's going to be sitting around witnessing the fall of democracy, much like we're witnessing the decline of the monarchy here. Yes. Yes. And, and, you know, the, the whole idea that you are ruler for life, I mean, cause that's what happens in a monarchy, right? Right. You are yeah. ruler for life. And when you pass away, that leader is passed is hereditary is passed to someone in your family right even if there's someone who may be more qualified <laughs> to be that leader right uh i mean even even if you even if you took the line of the family you know right now is going to william but what if what if it's uh harry who may have made a better king right but because william was born first he gets the right if Charles right. doesn't take it. Right now, if Queen Elizabeth passed away, Prince Charles would take it. Right. So it, it's, uh, it's, it's interesting uh, in terms of a governance, um, mm -hmm. you know, and, 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 and the other piece is how, I and mean, we talk about this, we talked about it with Trump. If you're living that kind of exclusive uh, life that, that, really kind of takes you away from the everyday living of, of the of the regular populace how close or in 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 tune can you be with the regular generation i mean with the regular people so to speak yeah um it's tough i, I or i would have to imagine it can be very very difficult and now all right and that has to be a, a piece of intent as well um, right. So, because uh, I'm going to pivot us just a little bit here, um, because before we go today, we do want to also just kind of cover and mention, right? Joe Biden announced yesterday executive orders. I haven't seen what they're going to be or what exactly, but he's saying he's going to sign executive orders to curb um, how easy it is to get weapons and uh, specifically to modify handguns into rifles and bump stocks and how to, mo so other things like that. Um, and that's one of the things now, and I'll tell you folks, I, I I'm very, so in that case, it does seem like here's a guy who's pretty in tune with a good portion of the American public. We're tired of gun violence. We're tired of, of people getting their hands on weapons they shouldn't have and are not going hunting with. And are not intending to do any practice shooting with. Uh, and it's time for something in that regard 
um, to happen. And it's a shame because there's been like three, three shootings that were big enough to get into the news that went across my desk in the past week. And in mm-hmm. many ways, and I'm still walking into supermarkets that have, have memorial memorial tables set up so people can sign condolences for the Boulder supermarket shooting. And, and it just hasn't stopped. And it, it seems to be all like all of a sudden, man, Oh, they're boom, boom, boom. They're something has to be done. Um, I'm glad to see we're going to take some action. Uh, I'm excited to see what it's going to be, to be honest, and if it'll be effective. Right. And, you know, I I see a comment by Linda there in terms of a world that works for everyone. Mm -hmm. And and I agree with that, Linda, that, you know, uh, there is no one way. However, there is one unified way, I believe, in terms of what what we what we teach is that there is an interconnection of everything to everything else. And how that gets displayed or how that gets acted out is different. You know, there's this whole floral and fauna concept where the floral feeds the fauna, the fauna eats it. It, it, it does its uh, uh, a waste from that, and then that enhances more floral to grow, right? So again, it's this evolutionary uh, environmental cycle. That is a oneness, because when you start taking things out of that global picture, the whole thing begins to slowly disintegrate. Right. And we talked about this before. If I take all the plants off of this planet, humans are going to be out because we're not going to have any more oxygen because that's where the oxygen comes from is the plants. So, but we know there are different types of plants uh, that do different things, medicinal, for, for, for you know, fragrance, whatever, but they all need different environments. And it's, I, I'm saying that in, in response to the one world that works for everybody, there are different things that will need to take place, but it, if we do it in a collective wholeness, Everybody will get what they need. Right. Yes. Oneness does not mean sameness. Yes. Oneness yes. does not mean sameness. Um, thank you, Linda, for bringing that into the room this morning. Yes. And that's what we love, folks, right? And, and we put that up there for everybody for them to see that real quick. There we go. We together... We're doing this together whether we want to or not. <laughs> That's the truth. So, right, unless you have unless you have access to Space Link and you're going to be, you know, one of the first uh, one of the first civilian astronauts to go up into space and you're planning to jump out and go start your own colony somewhere, we're all in this together. Yeah. How how what we do with that? is is unique and necessary and our uniqueness is absolutely necessary um around uh, the centers for spiritual living we call it the diver- uh, diversity and inclusion committee mm-hmm. right embracing our divi- diversity but not just stopping at the embracing of the diversity but finding the way to make sure that everyone recognizes we're all included we're all we all belong right 
so that no one is cast aside. Yeah. And uh, including the cis white gender guys, right? Um, the cisgender white guys. Sorry. I said that backwards. Um, see, I, I, I'm one of those guys. I, I was never part of making up any of the newness. So I'm, I'm, I'm stuck well, in the old labels. And you know, you know, you know, when we think about it, you, you know, you talk about SpaceX and that thing, right? When, when we look at these uh, exploratory expeditions, whether they're fantasy or real, you know, they always have a broad spectrum of uh, yes. cast members, right? They got a doctor and an engineer. They got a mechanic and a pilot. They, you know, they have these seven or eight people who are, who can play two, three roles to make sure that it's covered because I don't want to be in space and not have a mechanic or an electrician or a computer person along with a doctor, a pilot, a navigator or whatever else they take with them because it is understood that anything can happen and I need a conglomerate of people. I need an integrative, diverse in skill, ideas, thought patterns to make this work because if we're looking at a box, the first time we have a problem that ain't in that box, we can kiss this goodbye. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> All right. Well, and before we look in that box, Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to look up at the clock here, folks, and realize that we have just about filled all of our allotted time to be with you here this morning. So I want to thank you for being here, being a part of the New Thought Media Network family. Uh, Ministers Talking Shit is here every Friday at 7 a.m. Uh, coming up today, we've got a very, very full lineup today. I want to tell you all the things that are happening real quick. Number one, we've got prayer time at 8.15. I think you all know about that. Morning sip with Rev. Melissa at uh, 8.30. And then today, starting at 9, uh, my dear friends, Reverend Claudia Renee and her husband, Brother T, are going to be bringing us a brand new show. It's called True Thought Miracles, and it happens at 10 o'clock this morning. It's a half hour exploration in uh, A Course in Miracles. So join us for that. Rev Skip within the flow is on at 11 and I'm going to be his special guest today. So uh, if you'd like to learn more about Rev Skip and about the network and, uh, and a little bit more about me, well then join us for that as well. Five o'clock this evening, we've got the fireside chat with Michael Mangus back to evening prayers at eight 15. And here's the one I'm really excited about tomorrow morning. You're going to be with us on the science of mind and lecture series. Yes, and I am excited because prayer is one of my cornerstones uh, in terms of what I've done throughout my life to to get me through the rough spots. Mm. So join us for that as well. I'm excited to, for that talk uh, tomorrow morning. So, all right, folks, that's all we've got for today. I'm Rev Briz. I'm Rev Z. We're a couple of ministers talking shit, and we'll be back next week. Until then, please go out, make it a great day. Peace and blessings. Peace and blessings. And thanks for listening to this week's episode of Ministers Talking We'll be back again next week with more commentary on current affairs, world events, and any other our ministers want to talk about. And if you found value here, please share our with your friends. Until next time, peace and blessings.